Welcome to the grief series. This series is good for anybody that is on their grief journey or if you're supporting somebody that is on their journey. Today's episode six, we're going to be talking about the eight ways that suicide grief is different than other types of grief. And just to start off, just because I'm discussing how suicide grief is different than other types of grief doesn't mean that any of this can't apply to other types of grief. This is just specifically tied towards suicide, and it can be applied to other types of grief. All right, number one, with grieving a suicide death, it can challenge your own beliefs, and that's something that's pretty difficult to overcome and that challenge is really hard especially in the midst of your grief is to have that fighting back and forth of your own beliefs if it's your religious beliefs if it's your personal beliefs if it's your beliefs just around death it really does challenge some areas and some for some people I know for my grandma it really challenged her religious beliefs because she didn't know if my brother was going to be able to go to heaven and that was very important for her and her not knowing that that really felt really heavy on her heart that she didn't know if he was with God and that just made her even more sad about the situation and that was really difficult for her to have that challenge against her belief because she so wanted to believe that he would be with God and no matter how he died but she didn't have the answer at the time. And maybe it's your personal belief. Maybe you have your own thoughts and own judgments against people that take their life and here you are in a position that now you're grieving somebody that has taken their life and that's hard to overcome. That's like a an identity shift and maybe an, even a grief for yourself because you're grieving this belief that you've had and now you have to change it. And sometimes it's really hard to change those beliefs that we've been so ingrained into us and it's part of us and now we are changing it because our loved one has taken their life all right number two is the emotional and physical reactions having a suicide death can really physically change us it can cause physical reactions um You know, when something traumatic happens to us, we can actually feel it like you can die from a broken heart. And I mean, I know some family members that I've actually had heart problems and had to get on like blood pressure medication, grieving my brother's death because it physically was affecting them. And that can happen and it can show up in different ways. And then even emotionally, sometimes the emotions could be so extreme that it just makes us crumble. It does the dropping to the knees and just emotionally pouring out because it is such a all of a sudden traumatic heightened type of death. Number three, there's tons and tons of survivor questions and sometimes guilt and That is a huge one that comes with grieving a suicide. You know, we want to think about why did this person do that? And then it's like you're replaying. It seems like, at least for me, like it's like I replayed like as much of my brother's life that I could possibly think of, of where did it go wrong? Like what happened or what could I have done different as his sibling? Um, I know for like Me, that was something that I had to come to terms with and be okay with is that I tried my best and I did the best that I knew how at the time throughout our lives. 
And I had to come to a place where I was okay with that because it did come with a lot of guilt. You know, like I didn't try hard enough to get him mental health. Um, I didn't try hard enough to push him to go to the doctors. And then I had to have that actual real and honest conversation with myself that there really was only so much that I could do. I could tell him only so many times to seek different options for help. And really, in the end, it was only up to him to take upon the action. I could only do so much. I can't restrain him and get him arrested and force him into anything. Because if he's not wanting to put in the effort, then it doesn't matter what we do or where we put him. Because eventually he will get out or he'll just keep on the same path that he is. And so uh, it was not the most enjoyable realization or the best honest conversation I had with myself, but it did feel a sense of relief that I was coming to terms and being okay with the actions that I previously had. And not that I don't ever come across these same conversations with myself because there is still the guilt that will creep in. There is still times that I will reflect back on conversations and I'm like, gosh, why were you such an idiot? Why couldn't you have seen this? Or... He said this and why didn't you reach out or why didn't you do this? And so I still have those conversations when I have those moments and then I do have to pull myself back out and say, you know what, again, like Brie, you tried the best that you could at the time that it was. If you knew any different, you would have tried harder and you didn't. And even if you are at a point where you're like, Oh, I could have tried harder, but I didn't. You did the best that you knew at that time. And still, I would encourage you to try to come to terms that you did do the best that you could. Yeah, we all could do better no matter what. Like We could all do better as a spouse, as a student, as a parent, as a daughter or a son. Like We could all do better, but we're doing the best that we absolutely can with what we have and where we're at and who we are at this time. And coming to terms with that is so relieving. And again, you're going to revisit it at some point. Number four, stigma. So there's a stigma that comes with just suicide in general, that they might have been weak and they couldn't handle it. And, oh, they just gave up or they're so selfish. You know, there just comes this judgment even. And sometimes as the griever, you could feel this isolation because we do have this stigma that comes with a suicide death. And being a griever of suicide, we're sitting here alive and having to feel this judgment and this isolation and sometimes even blame. Sometimes people will start pointing the finger at you because you didn't do enough or criticism because somebody should have known. And that's even hard to toggle with if you're getting the finger pointed at. Or, you know, if you're looking at somebody else that that you think could have done better. I know I had that with a few people with my brother's death because in our situation, I had absolutely no idea that he was in that position mentally. I know he struggled PTSD, anxiety, trauma, so much stuff, but I didn't know the level that it was at And it wasn't until after his death that people came forward, information came forward about attempts and different situations and different traumas and actions that he took. And nobody did more than I thought they should have done. And that even goes back to 
the guilt of, oh, I should have done more. You know, like for all I know, those people are dealing with that. And that's not right of me to point the finger at them and blame them like, oh, you should have done more. Like they thought that they were doing the best that they could as well at the time. Yes, I don't agree with it because of what has happened, but I've had to forgive them without an actual apology because like these people don't even know that I had to grieve them not doing anything and pointing the finger at them without them even knowing that I pointed the finger at them. And again, it comes back to that conversation with myself of even if they called the police or got them help or pushed them to get help, regardless, it would have had to take my brother to actually do something towards his bettering of his mental health. And it's not, again, that's not like a fun conversation to have with yourself because it brings in the truth and the reality of it and not just me being an asshole and pointing my finger at everybody else and the people that didn't take the action that I personally would have. And who knows if I would have. I wasn't in their shoes to hear whatever they heard or see whatever they saw and I don't know how I would have reacted. So I can't judge them for the actions that they took if I was never in their shoes. And back to the stigma is there does come this, the judgment. Again, back on the judgment, there comes this judgment and it can cause us as grievers this isolation because we don't want to talk about, oh, our loved one died by suicide. Or sometimes we might even say committed. And I don't like using that word. I really like saying that they died by suicide because committed sounds as if they committed like a crime and it's a mental health issue. It's not a, they're a criminal and they committed some type of crime. But it is difficult to have that conversation and that truth with other people because we do know that it will come with that kind of judgment or questions and curiosity. And sometimes it's hard to be that vulnerable to open yourselves up like that. And even though as much as I am okay with talking about it, I have had many situations where I think about that and I stop myself from bringing it up or from talking about it because I don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable, even though I'm okay with it and I'm okay with talking about it. But I understand that suicide is such a foreign topic, even though it's not foreign, like Everybody has heard about deaths of, by suicide, but still people still get uncomfortable with the conversation that I stop myself sometimes in conversations to even bring it up as to how he passed away and that he died by suicide or even just talking about him. Sometimes I have done that and I'm, I will admit it and I'm trying to push myself to not think so much about the judgment of others because I don't want to push myself to be that isolated. I'm trying to, one, just encourage myself, but then also that's to encourage other people to talk about it, to bring this stuff up because it is something that is important and that is happening. And I don't like that it's like swept under the rug as if we shouldn't talk about it. But that is something that we, as suicide grievers, that's another thing that we have to kind of toggle with our grief is that, again, the stigma with the isolation, the judgment from others, and even sometimes the blame. Number five, tensions. That could be within your family. That could be friendships. Suicide could cause such tensions in the family because it goes back to 
number four of the judgments and the blames and the stigma and even back to the the number one is challenging their own beliefs and so then they'll point the finger at you because their beliefs are now challenged and they're sensitive and that's such a tough thing to overcome um you know I haven't had too much of like tensions in family or friends in regards to this but I know that other families have experienced this that there has been these tensions and broken relationships in families or in friendships sometimes we can lose friendships over us grieving a suicide because it is uncomfortable for some people or we're changing and we're becoming this other person that we can't go back to the previous person prior to our our grief and prior to that death we're transformed and that can cause tension it can cause wedges and that's even something that is difficult to even get through too because not only are you grieving a death of your loved one but you're also now having to grieve loss of relationships or tensions in your relationships and that's even hard that doesn't help and contribute towards getting through your grief that just causes more issues in your grief and it's tough and my heart goes out to anybody that has to deal with that extra tension because it just makes your grief even harder to process number six privacy something that comes with grieving a suicide is the privacy one with the privacy of the curiosity of how the person took their life and sometimes people will ask oh my gosh how'd they do it and have questions behind that and that's a tough one because you don't want to ask somebody how their loved one took their life or if they left a note or um, if they knew that that was going to be the outcome. And so there is this kind of like lack of privacy that they're supposed to air out all of this information. And that's not just something to just discuss. Like it's a very different type of death. And it's difficult to just express that to anybody of how they took their life. Like sometimes we don't want to relive something that we already replay over and over and over in our head we don't want to relive that by verbally saying it to you and that's just that's another thing that's difficult to add on to our grief is that lack of privacy and then even aside from people trying to intrude on the privacy but it's also maybe when the person passed away now you have police vehicles or emergency vehicles and then your neighbors are coming out and even that people are wondering what the hell is going on And that can feel kind of like isolating because you don't want to share about what happened. And it's just a tough, tough position to be in. Because then it also goes back to the other one of the judgment and the shame and the blame and the pointing of the fingers. And that's difficult if you have all these investigation vehicles at your house or at their house and no, everyone's going to have questions. Another one of lack of privacy is if it's something that has to get taken to the court system and there's things that are tied to that. I know that some people might have that type of situation and then it's everything's out there. It's all aired out and then here you are either having to discuss it or hear somebody else discuss your loved one's suicide and, and that's hard to tangle and even to work through. Having it just verbally out there and just for everybody else to hear, it's tough to to grieve your own loss while it's it's like unfinished business is still going on. And number seven kind of applies to the last one of the lack of privacy, but like investigation. Even that one is really tough because if they suspect it as a suicide and 
they have to do an investigation and it's it could be lengthy and then it's like your grief is just dragging and you have no cl- sense of closure because it's an investigation then they have to ask you over and over questions or retell us this scenario or maybe you don't have any answers and they're like oh we're just investigating but it is a suspected suicide but we don't really know it's those unanswerable questions like one a suicide already comes with unanswerable questions we'll never get the answer those are really hard to toggle but then add an investigation where that could go so many different ways And that's so difficult. That's such a bigger mess to deal with on top of just a suicide grief. But that could be a huge contributor of grieving a suicide is having that investigation and everything that comes with that. And number eight, the last one of how suicide grief is different is the post-traumatic stress that can come with it. And having someone die by suicide, I didn't realize how much post-traumatic stress that I actually have from grieving my brother's death. And then I've reached out to some other people and asked them, like, have you thought of this? Like, do you have post-traumatic stress due to my brother's suicide? And they admitted, like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, I didn't realize that this stemmed from him or that I wasn't the only one, that it wasn't just me and I'm just, like, crazy over here and just having these post-traumatic stress issues. And I didn't realize how much other people actually are affected by it as well. And so that was one important one that I wanted to share today because it is real and it is a baggage that comes with grieving a suicide. For me, my post-traumatic stress, I will be completely upfront, is... I think if I'm going to get a phone call from somebody, I'm already thinking, okay, who's dead? I need to prepare myself and prepare my brain to be okay right now that someone's died. Even though deaths happen and a suicide was completely different, that no one else around me struggled as, you know, struggling with mental health like my brother was. But still, that's where my brain goes is, okay, I have to prepare someone's dying or dead. And then also, if... I leave my kids anywhere. I have two little ones, and if I drop them off to get watched, I have that anxiety and that stress of, oh, shit, what if I die? Or what if they die? Or, you know, if my husband takes the kids out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what if something happens to all of them? Like, I need to prepare myself. And that's what it is, is I'm trying to prepare and protect my brain from having another traumatic event and there's really nothing that I can do there's nothing in my power to to stop any other traumatic event yes I could do everything that I possibly can but still in the end people are going to die when they die and I have had to talk myself down knowing that and even sharing that with you guys that doesn't stop these thoughts from coming in I know how to redirect them quicker But that doesn't stop them. Or I know somebody that, you know, with their post-traumatic stress is that they worry that something happened to the another loved one when the person doesn't answer. They're freaking out. They're having a a moment of where the hell are they? Did something happen to them? Are they dead? And it's this heightened anxiety and this stress that comes with it because something traumatic has happened to a previous loved one and so now it's like we have to make sure we not only protect ourselves but to protect our loved ones that are here that something terrible doesn't happen to them 
and it's totally jacked up. I want to say, I don't even know the other word to use, but I just think it's totally jacked up that that's like a huge one that comes with grieving a suicide. And I mean, I've even reached out to another friend that have had similar things, you know, like hoping that their kids just don't die or something terrible happens to them and having that stress. And I had to, I, I told her, I'm like, I relate with you. Because I have that same post-traumatic stress due to grieving a suicide. And it is kind of interesting because I know like my brother being a veteran and going overseas is, you know, he came home with PTSD and I just didn't understand it. And now after his death, I'm like, oh gosh, I just have like a, I feel like I have a little glimpse of what post-traumatic stress is. And like, gosh, I can't imagine people that have it worse than me and how it can even stop us from doing things. I mean, there was times where I didn't want to have my kids get dropped off anywhere and I would stop myself from doing things that like I couldn't have them around, like say a certain doctor's appointment or allergy testing or, you know, things like that where it's like, ah, well, we're going to be there for like an hour or two, like two little ones aren't going to be able to be there. Right. And I have actually stopped myself from doing these things because I was too worried that if something was to happen, like doing this other activity was wasn't worth it. So I ended up getting to a point where I'm like, again, I had to remind myself that I can't control everything. I could just control how I react to it. And even through therapy, understanding and being told by my therapist that I'm just trying to protect my brain. Like my brain is trying to be like, oh, just in case something crazy happens, we need to not do that. And like, that's what our brain is there for is to protect us and to make sure that we're safe. So if we're coming across a situation that we think is not safe, our brain will stop us and say, alert, alert, don't do that. And so it's like overcoming our brain and ourselves and pushing past that. All right, there you have it. The one through eight of how a suicide grief is different and how it can impact us versus other deaths. And again, some of these might contribute to different type of deaths. But again, I am just specifically talking about how a suicide death has these contributing factors that can impact us as a griever.